הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדורנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר הקדוש משבר את זמה. ובפחת לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן. אז ברוך השם, today we finish off the second half of סימן ל"ב, lesson 32 of שיחות ארן, in the middle where we left off, and we also do uh, lesson 33 as well. Something beautiful Rabbeinu teaches us over there. But uh, we stopped off at the words, ובאמת אמונה הוא עניין חזק מאוד. We just discussed the idea of how Rabbeinu teaches us a very awesome piece of advice for how to get rid of and expel all the philosophical investigations that we innately have uh, within us. Um, Rabbeinu teaches us that to expel those thoughts, those, uh, the philosopher within us, that we have to have shame before Hashem Yitbach and a broken heart. And that shame and the broken heart are responsible for kicking out all those evil thoughts, those thoughts that go against the holy faith of the Torah. So, continuing on that subject, Rabbeinu teaches us that genuinely faith is a subject that's very strong. And one's life is very strong and very powerful through faith, thanks to faith. Because when a person has faith, even when afflictions <clears throat> um, come upon a person, even when suffering hits a person, and when a person is overcome with suffering, then a person is able to bring himself consolation. He's able to comfort himself. He's able to bring himself back to life. Because sometimes afflictions can be so brutal to a person, they can literally kill a person, both physically and mentally. That a person wants nothing to do with, with God because of afflictions. But when a person has faith, he's able to bring himself back to life, to give himself vitality through that faith. Because with faith, he believes that Hashem will have compassion on him. God will have compassion on him. And that everything that he's doing to this person will ultimately be for his good. And the afflictions that he's going through right now, the sufferings that he's feeling, are for his good and to atone for his sins. And in the end, and in the end, God will ultimately do do good with him in this world or in the next. That's what faith is. But the skeptic who has no faith, who has no belief in Hashem, when any sort of suffering. When any anguish, when this person feels or um, experiences any sort of suffering, anguish, affliction, he has no one to turn to. He has nothing to um, bring himself to life with. He has nothing to console himself with. Why? Because he didn't believe in God. So he believes all the sufferings are his own doing. He has no consolation. His life is not a life at all. And the one who is intelligent will understand these words on his own. And he'll build one matter upon the next by understanding these words. Because it's impossible to explain all of this in writing. As Rabbeinu teaches us, we see this in the Zohar Kadosh, on the words, uh, I forget what the language is. 
each and every person according to what he can measure in his heart. Each and every person will experience this according to the way he feels in his heart. Meaning that the more a person can contain, the, the more intelligence that person might have, the more faith he might have, the more he'll be able to express this in his heart, to feel this. Meaning what we're writing here cannot be explained logically. It can only be felt. So each and every person will feel this according to his heart, according to how much he can contain. The Aklan, the main idea is what? That the main thing, the essential thing is faith. Rabbanu teaches us the essential thing above everything else is Emunah. Without any questions, without any skepticism whatsoever. And with this you'll be strong forever. In this world and in the next. Because as we know also, in the next world a person also needs faith. When a person leaves this world, he's going to, over, he's going to get hit with many questions. Rabbanu teaches us in Chaim Oran many, in fact, uh, pretty scary things about what happens to a person in the next world. When a person leaves this world, the Yetzirah, the evil incarnation, all the other angels try to convince this person that there's no such thing as a tzaddik, that the tzaddik does not exist, and that he has no tikkun. So this man, depending on how much he works on himself in this world, depending on how much faith he builds himself to, will be able to be strong in the world to come, to run towards the truth. So depending on how much faith a person has, he'll be strong in this world and in the next. And he'll never falter. Happy is this man. Look at all these praises Rabbeinu gives a person who has emunah. Rabbeinu says that people today do not like to speak about emunah. Something it, people think it's slow, people don't like to speak about it. Rabbeinu said the main thing is faith. The only reason why we're still in the galut today, why we're still in the exile today, is because we, we lack faith, as Rabbeinu teaches us in the Ikutim Moran, Torah Zayin, Lesson 7. The only way to get out of our exile is through faith. Faith brings us out of our troubles. Rabbeinu says, you also need to know this. That there are upright souls, that are, there are pure souls, good souls, that were born in holiness, and in uprightness. And they also didn't damage themselves through their actions. Meaning that they did good things throughout their entire lifetime. And because of that, all these philosophical thoughts, all these thoughts that question God's faith, do not uh, attack them. They cannot uh, harm Him. Even if you'll speak before these holy and upright people who were born in holiness and who continue to act in holiness, if you begin to speak before them about these subjects of, uh, of atheism, etc., they won't care about it at all. Their minds will not be confused whatsoever. And this is similar. This is similar to, Rabbeinu brings an, an example, a comparable scenario. Just like a person who, uh, what do you call it? A person who's born in holiness, who's born who's conceived in holiness and who grows up in holiness, that all these thoughts of atheism, atheism won't confuse him because he's, he's never been questioned by that. He won't even have questions about that, even if you speak before him. The same is true. It's comparable to someone, let's say a eunuch, an officer who, who has been castrated, right? Who doesn't have any desire, obviously, because his sexual organ has been completely removed. If you were to speak about this desire, the desire for sexual immorality or 
or lust, whatever it might be, before a person like this who doesn't even feel the desire, it is certain that this eunuch's mind will not be confused whatsoever because he didn't feel anything. The same is true of these upright people that we mentioned above. All those subjects of philosophy and confusions, things that go against God's faith, will not enter their ears at all. They won't even listen to what you're saying. It will, it, even if they try to listen, they wouldn't be able to listen. They're so removed from that. And Rabbeinu says that truthfully, all the questions, the analytical, uh, the, the analytical sort of uh, perspectives and uh, questions that these common people have are complete foolishness, are great foolishness, and they're not questions whatsoever. We're going to see what that means. They're not questions. The questions that they have aren't even questions. The questions of these philosophers aren't even questions at all. Rabbeinu teaches us this in uh, Lesson 64 of the Likutah Moran, that there's two different types of a philosophy. There's the philosophy. Um, there's different types of philosophy. One which stems from the, uh, the Chalala Panui, very deep stuff. Rabbeinu mentions over there the, different, uh, the differentiation between the two types of uh, heretics or whatever. Two different types of philosophy. And the one that, get, that is more dangerous than the other. But Rabbeinu is going to teach us here that there's a philosophy and it's not even a question in the first place. And we're going to see here that this is a, a dangerous one. There are people Rabbeinu says there are people that they go throughout their lives for a long time with a certain question. And the truth is the, their question is itself the answer. They're asking a question, but really they don't even realize that the question is in itself the answer. The fact that he, the, the reason why he perceives it to be a question is because he has no dat, he has no consciousness, intelligence. Because if he had true dat, if he had true awareness, he would realize that it wasn't a question at all, that it was not a question. Let's bring a parable. So paraphrase, Rabbeinu explains. You see a baby once, he breaks uh, one pane of the window. There's, let's say, for example, you have a window, there's different frames, right? Let's say there's multiple, fr um, you see a glass uh, door, there's multiple frames um, on this window. There's multiple sections of glass. What happens? The baby's playing with something, he breaks one piece of the glass. So essentially, what does the baby do? He sees that the glass is broken. So he takes one of the panes from the other, uh, from the other uh, frame of the window. And he uh, places it on the broken one, essentially. So one of them is shattered. And he takes one of the, uh, the glass frames from the other side of the window and puts it over there. What the baby doesn't realize is essentially he took and opened up a new place on the other side of the window to cover up the first one. Instead, essentially, he did, this, he did the same thing. He just took out the other piece, so now the other piece is, uh, is now completely empty and replaced the first shattered one. But there's still a hole. So what? You come to the baby and you tell the baby, what are you doing? 
why did you remove the other piece and replace it and put it to the first initially shattered uh, window frame? Whenever uh, essentially you're doing the same thing, there's no point in doing that because there's still a hole in the second one now. If so, now the bird can fly through the second um, opening. Yes, you covered up the first one, which you shattered, but you opened up a second one, so what's the point? When you ask the baby like this, when you ask the little child like this, meaning that you encompass the answer with the question, meaning that you told the child essentially that you did something wrong because essentially there's still a hole there on the other window, uh, the, uh, the pain frame from the next window. So what? When you ask, when you tell this baby the answer with the question, it seems to the baby as a big question. The baby doesn't know how to respond because it seems like a very big question in his eyes. The truth is the entire scenario is foolish. Because on the contrary, the question of why the baby replaced the first window with the second window so that now the bird will fly through the second window is an answer on the first question which is already foolish. Meaning that you're giving an answer to a question in which itself the, the, question, the first question isn't a question at all. We'll see what that means. Because the truth is, you do not take something from the second window frame to cover up and seal the first one because now the second one is open so that the bird can fly through there. Just the baby, because he doesn't understand anything, he doesn't understand that the question is in itself encompassed with the answer. Meaning that what? That when you ask the baby, why did you cover up the, uh, the first one with the second one? You actually already gave the answer. You're saying that you shouldn't have done that because the second one is now open. You don't even need to say anything else. When you say, ask the baby, why did you cover up the first uh, shattered piece of the, the window frame with the second one? You're telling the baby that the second one is now open. And that's the answer to the question. But the baby doesn't understand that you're giving him the answer. So he thinks it's just about one big question and he's silent. He's foolish. He, he doesn't know how to respond. And therefore the baby, because he doesn't understand anything, he doesn't realize that the question is, in itself has the answer. And therefore it seems to him like just one big question. When in itself he already has the answer. The same is true literally. There are people that in their hearts they have questions of foolishness like these, like literally this scenario. The truth is this question is in itself the answer. But because this man lacks understanding, it seems to him as if it's a big question. Understand this very well. Rabbeinu is telling you Essentially, a lot of the questions even we have about Hashem are in itself the answer. We just don't have the understanding to realize that the question in itself possesses the answer. Just like with the parable of the baby. When you come to the baby and you tell him, why did you move the second window? Um, why did you move the, the pain from the, the next window and replace it into the first window? 
when you're asking that question, essentially you have the answer. You're saying that you're opening up the second window. So what? The same is true of our questions, our philosophical questions. A lot of the time we don't even realize that our questions about Hashem about faith, about this and that, are actually possessing the answer. And we're stupid and we don't realize that. Arkan, therefore, Rabbeinu says a piece of advice. A person needs to remove from his mind, to flee, to, to run away from all these questions. That he needs to throw out from his mind all these questions, these, these types of analysis, these foolish confusions that uh, go against Hashem's faith, go against faith in God. The only thing is to reinforce yourself with faith alone, as we know above. And uh, this is a very beautiful siman, a very beautiful lesson Rabbanu teaches us about emunah. Um, and a beautiful parable he gives us to explain that actually a lot of the times our questions, we think our questions are actually the answer. And we don't even realize. Siman Lamed Gimel. Shuv pa'am echad Rabbanu again once spoke about the subject of faith. Ana ve'ama Rabbanu he, he screamed out, he answered, and he said, With regard to the world, faith is a small matter. But by me, emuna is a very great matter. And the essence of faith is that it should be without any sophistications, any philosophies whatsoever. Only with complete simplicity. And Rabbeinu gives us an example. Who should we believe in Hashem like? Like the women and the common people who are upright, who have simple faith. We always grew up with stories of our ancestors that they, you know, and specifically we hear about like the from where we come from, the Moroccan grandmothers that always used to put their hand on the mezuzah and kiss the, kiss the mezuzah constantly. Just put their hand on the mezuzah, read simple teidim all day. That's what Rabbeinu is talking about. It's exactly that. People who engage in simple acts of service of Hashem without any questions whatsoever, just to bring simcha to Hashem. This is the highest level that can possibly exist. Rabbeinu is going to teach us something. Be'emet, something awesome. We're going to see soon. Rabbeinu teaches us that a man with simple faith will be as big as Chidush as a Baal Shem Tov. That in the, the, Rabbeinu says there will come a time in the future that a man with simple faith, a simple man, will be as big as a novelty as the Baal Shem Tov was in his generation. Just to come to show you how people today don't realize how difficult it is to have faith. And people, nobody speaks about it. Nobody wants to speak about Emunah. Why? Because it's something small. Emunah, who wants to speak about Emunah, the place where nobody knows anything? It's about believing in Hashem, about having faith. You don't really understand. Nobody wants to speak about this because it's not, it's not a, a it doesn't make a beautiful Dvar Torah. There's nothing more important, nothing more beautiful than this, the Inya faith, the subject of faith. And we have to instill this, we have to live by this because Be'emet, the entire Torah of Rabbeinu is all to instill one thing, it's all Emunah. And that's the most important thing. So, Bizrat Hashem, Bizrut Rabbeinu Akadosh, Bizrut Kola Tzadikim Amitim, Bizrut Rabbi Natan. May we, Bizrat Hashem, be granted faith, true faith in Hashem, without any questions, 
in complete simplicity and wholesomeness.